One World and One Lane are creators who are making um, a lot of that kitschy content still, which does really well on TikTok. But I do think that there is a thirst for learning about what's on each cheese plate and like why pairings go together. Yeah. And it's not just random things just for Instagram or t- for TikTok. This is Taste. I'm your host, Matt Rodbard. Today on the show, I welcome back Marissa Mullen, the author of a great book, That Cheese Plate Wants to Party, and also, hey, my traveling companion this upcoming summer. We're heading to Normandy, and we talk all about the trip. We talk about holiday cheese entertaining, and really, you know what? Marissa's just a fun hang. It's such a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Marissa Mullen, welcome back to This Is Taste. What's up? Hello. Thanks for having me back. So uh, excited to be here. You're always welcome back, Marissa. I, I love catching up with you. I follow you on socials. I was also watching the first episode of Real Housewives New York. Great season. Uh, I think Sai is probably my favorite heel. I like Jenna, obviously. Uh, I have a lot of uh, Uba, of course. Oh, we have a Roni super fan in the house I know. Tonight. I know the names. <laughs> But I'm like watching the the after show, like with with you know watch what happened live, and I'm like, oh shit, Marissa. there I am. <laughs> so you were on the the, fir- the the watch what happens live after the premiere, and you were out there with with cheese. Yeah, tell me about it. Okay, so I didn't really have much context leading into this. Um, my second book, That Cheese Plate Wants to Party, came out in April of this year, and Watch what Happens Live was something that we all thought would be really funny to book as the bartender. Um, the bartender position is actually. <laughs> It's great because you just stand there and you don't say a word. You just smile (laughs) and wave. And they give you, like, your drink in between breaks. So I was just sipping on a martini, just, like, watching all this go down. Um, But I didn't know exactly what episode it would be. (laughs) And so when I showed up, I realized that it was the full cast of the new season of Real Housewives. And I was like, oh, wait, this is kind of like a big deal episode. Okay. And the other thing, too, is that I didn't see the episode yet because it didn't air until, I think, like, three weeks after we shot. Right. actually isn't live. Yeah, I know exactly. There's no live in Watch <laughs> Don't tell Spoiler. anyone, but... Yeah. Well, Do you think Andy's, like, waking up, or sorry, like, staying up at, like, 11 to, like, yeah, be no. in the studio? No. No. None of these things are, but... Well, maybe some. But, yeah, with this one, um, we taped it, like, three weeks in advance, so I didn't even know what the episode was really about, and everyone kept talking about cheese drama, and I'm like, what? What could be dramatic with cheese? Like, what's the big deal here? And then I watched the first episode and I was like, oh, that makes sense. And that's funny that they had the cheese plate out because yeah. the girls fought over the cheese and yeah. it was like a whole thing. But it was so much fun to do. I mean, they're, everyone there is so nice and um, all the housewives were great. Yeah. They were all eating the cheese plate afterwards. It was it was awesome. Yeah. So were they eating the cheese? That's what I wanted to ask you. Did Was there actually cheese consumed by the housewives? Oh, yeah. Everyone, because like at this show, so I think we taped around like... It was probably around five or six, Mm. but when I say in between every commercial break, they refill your drink, like the interns are coming out with like full beverages. And so everyone (laughs) is like kind of getting a little tipsy. Yeah. And I think by the end, a few of the housewives were like just staring at the cheese being like, I want some. So we all kind of snacked afterwards. Um, I actually got to show Jenna Lyons the book, which was awesome. And I gave her a copy. So she owns the book, which is amazing. And then um, Uba and I got to talking and she she took a bowl of strawberries with her. And we were talking about her hot sauce brand. And then she actually invited me to the fancy food show to go visit her at her booth, um, which then led to... 
us being friends on Instagram and Carrie from Cherry Bomb recently yeah. asked me to guest host an episode. So I got to um, interview Uba for Radio Cherry Bomb. I loved it. I'll link to that in the show notes. It was a great episode that you go, you, you guest hosted there. Yeah. Unfortunately, Carrie had COVID, so she couldn't do it. Yeah. And she called me up and I was honored that she considered yeah. me to to do it. But it was awesome because we got to reunite again. And Are you going to like hang with Uba? I feel like you're like, you're really close. You've done an interview. You've gone to the fancy food show. I mean, we we're like friends through work i'd yeah, say yeah, you know friends. co-workers <laughs> um what so what cheese did you put out for this for this like tape segment what, what what were you serving that day oh yeah so i wanted to do a really elaborate grazing table that tied into themes of real housewives so we had um fake apples that were spray painted spray painted gold then we had real apples um so i kind of want to do like the apple tie-in so yeah. then i did sharp cheddar we did a really pretty whipped feta with edible flowers um there was brie there was gruyere it was kind of like a bunch of different cheeses we want to just make it feel super full and abundant um because again it's on camera yeah. so you have to really make it look like totally. it pops so we used um cake stands we had the book out we had a ton of flowers yeah it looked cool on camera yeah it looked really nice so we're, we'll get to uh, our trip we're, we're, we're co-hosting yes, the trip it's gonna so be amazing excited. this we're in, we're announcing it now uh link to it in the show notes we're at the beginning of the holiday season and i'd like to get your take on how what's what's the state of the cheese plate yeah well the holiday season is the cheese plate super bowl um <laughs> this is where everyone takes out their cheese boards they get to work um yeah i think it's funny watching the cheese plate landscape change because you know two or three years ago probably 2020 it was all about like the super kitschy like christmas trees and ornaments and all in the shape of, you know, cheese plates in the shape of these said things, mm-hmm. um, which is still pretty popular. I think there's there's kind of two worlds in which I've noticed the cheese plate world has been going, where one world and one lane are creators who are making um, a lot of that kitschy content still, which does really well on TikTok. And, you know, people want to create that at home so they can show their friends and be like, look at this fun thing. But I do think that there is a thirst for learning about what's on each cheese plate and like why pairings go together. Yeah. And it's not just random things just for Instagram or t- for TikTok. Um, and I noticed this specifically in for Halloween. I did um, Halloween candy and cheese pairings. And this was actually content that I originally posted in 2020, but mm-hmm. I repurposed it with a new voiceover with more context. Yeah. And it did super well. And people were just really interested on like, first of all, it's fun to see something like Halloween candy elevated with cheese. Right on, yeah. But then second, it's really interesting for people to learn like, oh, well, why does blue cheese pair with something like Twix? Like, why would that work? Um, so I do think that there is this lane now that, you know, people, they learned how to make their cheese boards, you know, they know how to make them look fun and holiday themed. But now what can they tell their guests about the cheese on the plate and how do these pairings work together? So it makes me really happy because I love to, you know, educate people on pairings and whatnot. And I think it's having that audience there now who's really interested in Which that I love cool. about what you do. I love your books. I'm a huge fan that you really bring context and knowledge. And it's not just Pinterest. It's not just for the aesthetic, though the aesthetic is pretty rad. And I just think that you're, you're tapping into this audience who actually cares about the food, to totally. care about the culinary side of it. Um, when you were out on the road touring, and I love following you on Instagram, you had some cool events all over the country. Let me ask you, were there any boards or pairings that just stick out as like, wow, we really, we really did something new here. It's interesting because my 
book tour mainly was um, this concept that I called the cheese party. And it was a build your own cheese plate experience. So every event that I did had this large grazing table that was separated in step by step, um, you know, cheese, meat, produce, crunch dip, garnish. Everyone can build their own cheese boards. So the items that went on each cheese board kind of depended on where we were, who we were partnering with, you know, what kind of local cheese companies I want to work with. And one that stuck out particularly was Nashville, Tennessee. We did an event at the One Hotel and the head chef was so excited to do this. And we worked together to really make an amazing spread of all of these incredible Midwestern cheeses. So we had Foxglove, which is one of my favorites from Indiana. Yeah, I totally know that brand. It was amazing. We had, of course, um, we had some California cheeses. My friends at Cypress Grove, they donated some stuff, which was great. Um, But there was Sophia from Caparel Farms, which is one of my favorites. Mm. Like the cheese on this table was like, a plus, like the nicest artisanal cheese you can have, which for me, it was like a field day. And for a lot of people who were there, they didn't even, you know, a lot of people never even tried this type of cheese before, this high quality of cheese. And everyone was freaking out. They're like, wait, this is what cheese tastes like? I'm like, yes, this is what good yeah. cheese tastes like. It's It makes such a difference. And it doesn't have to be extremely expensive, right? Yeah. I mean, you could go to a cheese shop and, you know, tell them your price range and they will cut to order, which is the amazing thing about, you know, going to actual cheese shops. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, if you want to spend money, if you want to invest in anything on a cheese board, I'd say invest in the cheese first because it really does make such a difference. But with this whole tour, I just loved to be able to, you know, we did an event um, in San Ynez and wine country there and we had mm-hmm. local wine from the region and then California cheeses there. And it was just so cool to kind of tap into the like micro communities of each tour date um, to feature those different cheeses. Before we get to the trip, Taste Travels, I'd like to get a sense of your favorite region right now. Is there somewhere in the world of cheese that you're just compelled to to write about, to, to, to you know, taste? I mean... I, this sounds biased because we're going here, but yeah. France, France yeah. specifically. So I was in Paris about a month ago or probably now early September I was in Paris and I made it my mission to sh- like go to every cheese shop I could find there just because they're all mm-hmm. incredible. And Camembert de Normandy, mm-hmm. it really is something so special because we don't get it in America. Yeah. The Camembert in America is like a mild, hard buttery, flavorless. I mean, some are pretty good, but it's unpa- it's pasteurized here. Exactly. It's pasteurized. It's been, it's a great like cheese to put out if you're like, it's as an afterthought, I guess. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love Camembert. Yeah. Like before I went to France, I'd say Camembert was one of my favorites, yeah. but then I went to France and tried Camembert the in Normandy mm-hmm. and was like, this is a whole new level. Um, another cheese I love there is Roblachon, which is another cow's milk cheese, super gooey on the inside. That's kind of from the uh, Alp region. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited. I'm going to Chamonix in France um, after Thanksgiving. So probably around the time this comes out. Um, and I'm so excited to try all of the cheeses up in the Alps. It's, they're just amazing. <laughs> it's cool. And and we're going to get into the trip. And it's I'm linking to it in the show notes. Taste Travels is returning. You and I are heading to Normandy in August. Uh, why pick Normandy? I feel like we could have, we, we started talking about this like six months ago and many different regions around the world that specialize in cheese. But why Normandy? Well, Normandy has such a rich history in both cheese 
and history. Yeah. Um, it's home to what they call the famous four, which are four cheeses known to the region. And that's Camembert de Normandy, uh, Livaro, which is a pungent kind of wash rind cow's milk cheese, uh, Point Levesque, which is a soft cow's milk cheese, kind of similar to a Camembert, but in a more square shape. Um, and then New Chantal, which is a heart-shaped cheese. Mm-hmm. And talking about history, a fun history fact that I actually found was that um, during the Hundred Year War in 1337, mm. the dairy maidens would offer English soldiers New Chantal. I'm probably butchering the name because I need to learn yeah. French yeah. before we go. You're doing okay. Neuf Chantel. Ooh, that's good. There we go. Um, they would offer English soldiers this cheese because it was in the shape of a heart. And it was a token of their affection. Oh, right. And I'm like, how, like, this is the thing about going to France and going to Europe specifically for cheese. You do not have that history of cheese in America. Like, there aren't these stories and these folklores and these tales and, you know, cheese making practices that have been passed down for generations and generations and protected cheeses. And I don't know. It's just, I'm, I cannot wait. I'm yeah, so excited. It's, 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 well, I'm sure there's cheese on flags somewhere oh, yeah. in Spain uh, or Italy or France. Now, Let's just go over what we're going to do because we've been working on this itinerary for a while and we're hammering out the final details now. But really, the structure of the trip is is intense. It's going to be a lot of tasting, a lot of visiting. Uh, we're going to be visiting cities. We're going to be visiting producers. But do you have a few beats that you're excited about? All of it yeah. from start to finish. It's pretty exciting. Um, yeah, I think, you know, we get into Paris and then we head out to the countryside. Um, the landscape, first of all, is just so beautiful out there. Yeah. And we're going to go to a small town and stop by a farmer's market. If you've ever been to a farmer's market in France, it it supersedes every farmer's market right. I've ever been to. It's, you know, they have the most fresh produce and they have actual cheese stands that are like refrigerated cases just out in the open at the farm stands, which yeah, is they really incredible. Need there. Um, but after that, we're going to a cider making farm and a state. Um, Normandy is also known for Calvados, which is an apple brandy. Yep. So we'll be doing a Calvados tasting in a chateau. Yeah. <laughs> There's just it. The whole itinerary sounds just very magical. And I think what I love, too, is that we kind of made the itinerary so that it's both action-packed but also relaxing. Totally. Like we're staying um, in a treehouse fort. Yeah, I love that, that we were able to kind of stay in some hotels, but then in this treehouse. Yeah, so this treehouse, it's called Entap and Floret. Yeah. And it is a treehouse with a um, Nordic spa and... There's also zip lining. There's some action. No, it's you cool. Can do. It's like it's like definitely more like an. It's gonna be late August, so it's gonna be like a cool outdoorsy time. I'll just jump in and, and talk about Taste Travels because Taste Travels is this program that we launched last year. We went to Puglia with Susie Caracci, one of our authors, like you, Marissa, and it was really cool because the travelers. And us, we all kind of like got together and started talking about cookbooks. Yeah. We talked a lot about the making of a cookbook, about what goes into it. And it really, and we'll do this on this trip. I think it'll be obviously about cheese and visiting France. And there'll be a guide there who will give a lot of contextual history of the, you know, the region. But then you and I are there to talk about food media stuff. Yeah, And and hang out and like go over you know, ideas for possible future books and just talk about the process. And to be honest, the travelers liked that. And I think our listeners, um, if you're interested in going to France with us, we're going to really get into like a lot of the topics we cover on the show. Yeah. I mean, it's like we're all hanging out for six days so you can ask any questions. We'll all be close friends by the end. It's cool. Um, And it's I swear it's not weird. Like if you've never (laughs) gone on a group trip 
Um, and right, the sales pitch for Taste Travels, it's not weird. <laughs> it's not weird, we promise. We you'll promise. have cheese. Yeah, That's you'll guaranteed. have cheese. No, but it's cool. I think th- there's been so many more of these opportunities, uh, especially for, for all for all generations, really, about just like traveling as a group of yeah. like-minded explorers, traveling solo, traveling with a friend, and just like experiencing a new country with a bunch of people, including us. Like we've never been to these regions really in detail. I know you've been there, but not to these exact locations. And we all get to discover together. I found it really, really cool to be there with some some like like-minded people. Oh, totally. And also just, you know, in the post-COVID world now that we can gather and can travel, Mm -hmm. it just feels that much more special to do something like this. And um, especially with all the activities that are planned, like me personally, I'm a planner. And when I went to Europe um, in 2022, I did my cheese pray love tour of Europe. (laughs) I planned that whole thing myself and boy, it was exhausting doing all of that. So the fact that this itinerary is set in stone and we're going to Mont Saint-Michel, which is this most beautiful castle in the middle of like a sandbar. Um, We're doing, you know, beautiful dinners at Michelin star restaurants. And, um, oh, we're going, we're doing a lesson in French table setting. I love that. Which I love that ties into just, you know, serving and entertaining. I just feel like, you know, being able to do all of these things that are pre-planned, you just show up and you go. You don't have to think about the stress of transportation or of planning something or, you know, oh, what if this already got booked up? It's like, no, it's already ready to go, which for me, that just like saves so much hassle and stress. Oh my gosh. And there's a lot, you know, different language here. So your proficiency in French may, French may vary. And really, uh, we have planned everything for you. There's also enough time off, which is, I think, important to note. Uh, we have some evenings off. And mm-hmm. I think it's really important that you can travel and visit the cities on your own. I mean, Mont Saint-Michel, I've always wanted to go there Me too. since I was very young. And I took French 101 in college and, and oh I was gosh. Benoit. In high school, I, my name was Benoit. I love that. Yeah, I was Marisol because I took Spanish. You're but... Marisol. I was Benoit. I'll go I'll be go, go by Benoit when I'm on my trip. All right, so you'll be trip. speaking French for us because uh, you'll have espagnol. Je parle petit français. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's definitely cool when someone else can do all that that traveling, that planning for the traveling. So yeah. So again, it's in the show notes. We've linked to it. You can reach out directly to us on Instagram if you have any questions. But we'd love to love to see you there. Yeah. Definitely. Also, if you've never tried French cheese in France, oh yeah, you have to go. It's literally it's a life changing experience. I'm saying this from someone who didn't until recently. I I will never eat non French. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> France is French cheese is my favorite. It hits by different. Far. I yeah, guess. it hits different. Uh, so let's close up. What are you working on right now? You you you've finished kind of your touring, but you'll I'm sure you'll do lots of events. I guess you'll never really end because you you're such a great host and I love love the events that you plan. Oh, thanks. But what are you working on right now? So that cheese plate turns ten this year. In December, which is nuts. I started my Instagram account in December 2013. That's insane. Yeah. One of the OG Instagrammers. Yeah. Um, So I'm throwing a huge party at Talea in Williamsburg. Oh, cool. So mark your calendars. By this time, tickets will be on sale. Um, But it's going to be just like an epic cheese party bash. We're going to have, of course, build your own cheese boards. Uh, We're going to have like a gift wrapping station if you want to buy books. I'm trying to hire a flash tattoo artist to do like real tattoos of like cute illustrations of cheese and I think that's really champagne cool. and stuff. Um, I might get an aura reader. I'm just trying to like go all aura out. Aura readers are great. Yeah. Wait, do you it's have It's basically tattoos? like a wedding. Um, yeah, I have four and I'm definitely going to get a cheese one. I was going to say, which one? Are, so if you get the flash tattoo artist, you have to obviously participate. Yeah. So I, I had this like internal goal of I will only get a cheese tattoo if I 
hit a million followers or sell a million books, which yeah. like neither are close yet. So I figured maybe just 10 years is a good milestone good. for a cheese tattoo. Um, so that I'm really excited about. We're partnering with a lot of cool brands for it. And um, it just feels like a really nice way to close out this year of the cheese party because of the book that came out and all of my events. It's just like a really, I'm super excited for that. Um, I'm also, I just launched a series of private events in New York City that you can book, you can bring that cheese party to your home. Oh, fun. So I teamed up with this company called Health Chefs, and we can basically bring you a build-your-own cheese board station, and a private chef will come, set the whole thing up, give you a brief overview, and then you and your friends can build your own boards, take photos. We provide tablescape decor, um, flat lays for taking the photo wow. and everything. So that's What's, on my is website. Is this New York only? It's like the tri-state area for tri-state. now. Tri-state. Yeah. What are we? What are we talking about? What's the running? What are, how, what are we? What are you charging for this? So for this, it's one sixty a person. It's not bad. Which you know, as for like a private chef experience in your home, it's pretty good, and it comes with a lot of different you know food items, and it's it's enough for everyone to make a nine by nine cheese plate, which. For context, it serves about three people. Yeah. Um, and then so you can take some home with you. Yeah, you could take some home. We also have gift bags involved, like cool. c- custom tote bags and stuff. So that is on my website, which is super exciting, especially for the holiday season. And then I'm brainstorming book number three. Yeah. So which book is three in my mind. <laughs> we'll be publishing book three down the road. I'm sure we'll have you back on to talk about that. But I'm gonna see you in France. It's yes. gonna be really fun to do that. I'm so excited. Like this is just like on a personal note doing something like this has truly been on my manifestation bucket list for yeah. years now. And when you guys approached me for this, I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is just incredible. Yeah. I'm so well, excited. Come join us in France in, in, in August. On This Is Taste, we ask guests about their discerning taste. So to close this interview, Marissa, here's a little rapid fire, fast and furious taste check. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Your favorite New York City restaurant right now? Right now, I just went to Cozy Royale. Oh yeah. And their burger was amazing. What makes a good burger in 2023? It's hard. There's a lot of good burgers out there. I know. I don't really love super smashed burgers. Like, I like to see a little bit of meat in there. Um, I also love burgers that have pickles on them. Me too. A little bit of tang. Me too. I love a pickle on a burger. And American cheese. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah, (laughs) always American cheese. I mean, is there anything, like, is is there a burger without a cheese in your universe? Um... No, no. <laughs> I was going to say, like, for me, I, I don't know a burger without cheese. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, the best dessert. The Italian job at Lilia. Yeah. You know what I like about that? It's the temperature. Yeah. They serve it's it perfect. It's not too cold. It's not too cold. It's not like that hard pack ice cream or gelato that you get. Like, ugh. Oh, no. It's amazing. And for people who haven't had this, it is a vanilla soft serve with olive oil, like really high quality olive oil, honey, fennel, and sea salt. It's really, 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 really good. And again, the temperature is perfect, which yeah. is very, for a very hot restaurant, yeah. they somehow make it work. It's right. crazy. The best bread. She Wolf Sourdough in Brooklyn. Yeah. My she, favorite. It's a great place. What's the best cheese to put on that bread? Ooh. I mean, it's impossible. What a dumb question. Um, probably gonna... probably like camembert or brie. Yeah. Like a, a cheese that you can smear. See, that's when you get to, when it's too hard and you've got this like beautiful crusty bread, you're like separating it. It becomes like a weird, they I don't marry. I feel like hard cheese goes on crackers, soft yes. cheese goes on bread. Good tip. Yeah. Man. Or crackers too. But hard cheese on soft bread doesn't really work as well. Trisket or Ritz? Ritz. Right? Yeah. Triscuits get a little crumbly. Yeah. They also like cut your mouth and yeah. then you're sad. Um, <laughs> couple more. Your favorite recent cookbook discovery? Um, recent cookbook discovery. So this is one that I've known of for a while, but um, 
The Forest Feast. She has a series of cookbooks, and she actually did one in the Mediterranean, which mm. was amazing. And um, her recipes are super accessible, but I just love how the book is laid out, and every recipe has like a watercolor page to it that she does herself too, hmm. which is cool. I don't know that book. I need to. It sounds really neat. Yeah, she has. I think four in the series. Nice. Yeah. Your favorite cookbook of all time? The Flavor Thesaurus. Wait. Okay. So I know the Flavor Bible. The Flavor Thesaurus. So what are we talking about, man? You're going. This is great. Okay. So the Flavor Thesaurus is like, it's not like a big, you know, clunky cookbook. It's more of a smaller book, but essentially it's separated with the taste profiles and then goes deep into like probably, you know, five, 3,000 types of food and what they pair with. That's so cool. It's all text. It's like no photos. There's no photos. It's like really, but it's perfect for what you do. It's incredible for pairings. Yeah. Yeah. A couple more. Your favorite vegetable? Potatoes. Which way? Okay. This is my favorite question. We're going inception into the question game. Top three favorite potatoes. That's like my favorite, like, you know, if you're on a first date, what are your top three favorite potato styles? For me, um, waffle fries is number one. Curly fries is number two, and latkes is number three. Oh my god, that's so good! But like all fried. <laughs> no, of course it's like you're definitely leaning. I'm a the fried, fried potato but, but person. I like yeah. I like the fact that you did waffle number one. Yeah, waffle is always number one. If you get a good waffle, I mean, like there's at a ski lodge. What's that? Like when you're skiing. oh at a ski lodge? Yeah, yeah of course. There's like I, I remember we had curlies at uh, at my at my middle school. Oh I still yeah. think about those fries. Right, and like the red cup, probably. I think I'm probably gratin three. Um, like pommes frites, two, Ooh, yeah. and then I'm definitely mashed one. Oh, well, it's your season. It it's is. Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving, and I go 50-50 potato to butter ratio. Oh, yeah, as you should. As. Throw a little cheese in there, too. Oh, yeah, throw a little cheese in there. Last one, your favorite sandwich. Okay. Turkey, lettuce, pickles, and cucumbers. Both. Okay. Pickled red onions. Yeah. Mayo, olive oil, vinegar, salt and pepper on a roll. No cheese. No. Oh, my God. Did I forget the cheese? <laughs> American cheese or cheddar? <laughs> <laughs> no. We're, I, I mean, I knew or that there provolone. was probably some cheese. Wow. I, mean, I literally have this written down next to me so I wouldn't forget, and I did not put cheese in there. You're like, you're like breaking news. I'm lactose intolerant. No. It's been my, it's been my, my secret forever. You think oh I really God. eat this stuff? No, I'm kidding. No, it, it sounds like an amazing sandwich, and I want to ask you, it's your brand of mayonnaise. I like Hellman's. Yeah. Yeah. Have you taken money from Hellman's? Uh, I have. (laughs) Okay. There you go. I had to call But this is not sponsored. I I, know it's not. Actually, when I did get a deal with them, um, which was for the Super Bowl last year, I was so excited because I was like, yes. You're like, these are my guys. If Miracle Whip came and called with the the paycheck, with the bag, probably wouldn't have been as exciting. Right. And what I learned is I was in LA when I did this and it's called Best Foods over there. Yeah, I know that west of the it's west of the Rockies. Yeah. I think same label, same font. Yeah. It's just best foods. I thought best. I was in an alternate universe. I'm like, what is this? West of the Rockies, best foods. East of the Rockies, Hellman's, good stuff. Marissa Mullen, this has been fun. Thanks a lot for joining. This is taste. Merci beaucoup. Au revoir. This is taste is hosted by Eliza Abarbanel and me, Matt Rodbard. The show is produced by Shalia Harris and Pat Stango and edited by Clayton Gumbert. Theme music by Steve Rydell. Visit Taste Online at tastecooking.com and make sure to subscribe to our newsletter for updates on all cool things that are happening.